Welcome back to Monderance. It is Monday, August 14th, 2023. It is a wonderful, beautiful day outside. It is sunny and the weather is calm. The skies are a bit bluish, um, but a little bit hazy just because of some forest fires. But that is something that we've gotten used to in this province of Alberta. Um, today's part two about my epic adventure. I only call it epic because I think it was epic, but it was rather relaxing driving north on Highway 63. And in the previous episode, I mentioned that it was Highway 93, but obviously that's only because um, a lot of people that um, drive south we're always on Highway 93 between Jasper and uh, Lake Louise area. And that is the famous highway for the mountains. But I went on Highway 63, which is north. Um, it starts in a little town um, up by, uh, I don't know the name. But anyway, it's north of Edmonton. And then it continues all the way to a little place called Bits Mount. And what I did was... I drove all the way to, um, I think the last episode we left off at Crow Lake National Park. So after I left Crow Lake National Park, I headed north. Now, as I headed north, I got to see some wonderful things. Um, one of the most exciting things about being on the road, especially in northern Alberta, is seeing machinery that gets hauled on these big truck beds that are either headed towards the refineries or away from and it's amazing it feels like I'm in some apocalyptic movie sometimes when I see these big machines carrying um, trucks carrying machines and then there's obviously nature all around too but when I arrived in Fort Mac I had to go to this highway it's called um it's not really um, a very distinct highway, but it's a Route 69. And of course, um, when I turned right, I took the Route 69, but then it leads to a dead end because there's like this mill on that side. Um, so then I noticed that there's a neighborhood um, called, I think, Sapre, Sapre Creek Estates. So then I chose to go there because I wanted to see what the homes look like. Now, when I arrived, I'm at the airport. If you hear the plane, <laughs> there it goes. I love airplane watching. It's like the best hobby ever. But unfortunately, I live in a very small city where planes don't take off as much. But plane watching was really nice in London. Um, cause like every, I counted almost every six seconds there were planes just taking off and then it slows down to like five minutes, but still it was crazy being in an airport where all these planes were taking off. But anyway, um, <laughs> in Fort Mac, I made it to the town and then, um, or the estates. And when I zoomed out on the Google maps, I noticed that there's this ravine area where the fire ran through. So some of the estates uh, were all burned too. 
And then when I saw the new construction, I noticed that some houses were abandoned, some houses have never, people haven't returned, and other properties were just, because um, they were too damaged, they had to like destroy them and rebuild. So that was something. And then I left that neighborhood. Then I headed towards the actual town of Fort Mac where I noticed the welcome center. And as any visitor would, I wanted to go to the welcome center because I wanted to see what was inside. But to my amazement, I got into the welcome center and it was a museum. So the exciting part, oh my God, uh, this museum is an interactive museum and they have a theater on the side where you get to watch how the extraction of oil sand, um, how it happens. And then they have a makeshift, but I think on the placard, it said that it was donated parts, but because it's unused, they had to put other fake parts on it just to create this huge triple seven truck that um, they use on the oil rigs. And so I love that part. And I loved um, watching all the diagrams of how the oil gets extracted from the tar sand all the way to the regular petroleum that we use. And I, I kid you not, I wish I knew um, how I could describe this process without confusing a person. But anywho, anybody can look up what is oil sand and or tar sand and how does it work. But most of the people that are involved in geology and um, like oil refineries they know the way that this process works so it's really cool and um, yeah my Alberta experience has been awesome I get to experience mountains I get to experience prairie life I get to experience oil so that's why I was so happy and then while we're there so it started thundering like while the demonstration was happening there was so much thunder so much rain and out of nowhere the smell of the tar sand that was being demonstrated when we went outside also um we were told that when it rains in fort mac it smells like tar sand and i was just like holy smokes that's crazy especially when there's like big big storms um and rightfully i went outside and when it was raining it smelled just like the, the demonstration that they were giving us and then um the lady demonstrating was saying how the a lot of the times when they extract the oil they have teams environmental teams that come to do reclamation processes and some places can't really be reclaimed because um the ground is too i don't know she used the word but anywho there's water that comes out of the extraction process that they have to store and unfortunately there are no good ways to store this water so they create these pools that look like reservoirs and then they put fences around them that way um animals don't go there because then they'll be contaminated so that's like one of the very um real sad parts about the oil industry but at the same time if it is that we rely on these resources then there's bound to be some damage and i'll be honest um as a curious person that went to drive around there and someone who understands like why we need to have natural resources extracted even though we also have renewable energy sources around um 
it's just cool to see firsthand the work that went into establishing what Fort Mac is today. And so learning the history, um, whether it's from the real history that you hear from the museum or things you hear on the news or rumors that you hear yourself or my own research or my own interest, I still believe that this whole place is awesome and it is it's it's wonderful seeing how um oh and then okay so one day uh what like six years ago I went to the museum in Drumheller and when we were looking at the different times from the beginning of the earth till now they were showing how during the great ice age Alberta was actually one of the very few places that was so far up above water during the ice age and that's one of the main reasons why um, we have so much like rich soil and that's one of the reasons why we have a lot of dinosaur bones guys because I guess back in the day the dinosaurs had to go somewhere and they were on land that was really high and Alberta is one of them and that's why we have the Albertosaurus and so from back then when I heard of that fact and then to have to see like the because you know how um they say the the oil comes from like old 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 deposited like fossils and so imagine the oil that we have today could it have been dinosaur bones (sighs) my brain anywho (laughs) the trip was amazing the trip was amazing. Um, yeah, so the reason why I brought up Drumheller was because the map of the dinosaurs during the ice age, before the Ice Age, and then the map after the Ice Age, and then um, the map of the oil sands and the tar sands where we where I was, they almost perfectly match, which shows maybe it is that um, dinosaur... Uh, dinosaur bones make up uh (laughs) oh my god that dinosaur bones um make up oil sands but obviously there's other minerals in the the soil that do this um i have no idea but um i'm gonna have to fact check myself because i i wouldn't think that this is true or maybe because back then I I liked what I saw in the museum with the dinosaurs (laughs) but um yeah I'll go look that stuff up because I don't know but either way like fleshy humans when they get buried like in the end when they go underground and then more dirt is you know piled on top and stuff like that eventually they turn into nutrition so regardless there's different things under the soil and that's why that's why the oil came up fossils 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 what else did i see while i was up there i saw a lot of things like um when i was driving i didn't want to like go into the town just because i was like i didn't really have anything to see there so i drove past the town or through the town and i went north because my goal was to finish highway 63 so when I made it to Highway 63, uh, well, when I made it to the very end, there was a um, barricade 
because it looked like a new road was being dug. So then when I zoomed out on, on the maps, I noticed because the highway kind of ends up there, they made a curve around one of the, one of the, it wasn't a refinery. It was more like, you can't see inside it, but it's like piles and piles and piles of dug up dirt. So then the highway 93 curves around it. And, um, that's like the future of the one side of the highway 93. And then the other side curves where it's like closer to the, this, big like industrial place so i think what they're gonna do is um close the original corner of the highway 93 and then the new one that they're building is what's going to go around because maybe they don't want people to like make this crazy curve when they're driving up there especially at high speeds which honestly makes a lot of sense so then when i continue to zoom out of the map i noticed that highway 93 ends a little bit like further up but i just had no access to it and i wasn't going to trespass because it's a dirt road and who knows i'm by myself and i don't want to get stuck so i had to turn around and that was my highway 93 experience i know i said that i'm going to have this podcast in three parts and the next part will be next week but majority of it was just that and then we'll just talk about the backstory and that will be all. But as of right now, I am happy that I even had a chance to record this because my voice has been acting up because I was like, I had the best weekend ever and I use my voice for most of it. So I couldn't even record on time. <laughs> and so um, I'm just glad that for this whole week I'm gonna have like a calm week coming so my voice can like rebuild itself but overall I hope that and wish that you are well in all your ways and God's blessings may be with you I I don't have a particular song today because um, again I like listening to orchestra music and one of the songs that I truly like from before um is from a cd called handel's messiah and it is um by what's his name george frederick handel i don't know if that's even how you say his name but he published this whole thing as a composer and then listening to some of the the words in this cd it's great but then there's also some lyrics that are in it so that whole album is a vibe and so that's kind of why um in the song list i like three one of them being that um behold and see if there be any sorrow and they usually have like different um orchestras around the world that do this but my favorite one is by Richard Lewis. So I like the I like the voice. I like how he sings it. And then in the cities that I used to have, there were like orchestra parts and then singing parts. And that's one of them. So I will leave it here. I hope you have a blessed day and um, be the best you that you absolutely can be. And um, yeah. I'll go get some rest working on four hours of sleep per day. Three days in a row was not good. We'll talk to you guys another time and um, be blessed. Goodbye for now.